Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Thursday, the 27th of October. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Bev Rimmer. Fears grow as President Putin watches the first nuclear practice drill since the invasion of Ukraine. My personal opinion, he will not use nuclear weapon. They did a lot of stupid things, but they continue to be pragmatic. Qatar urges respect for its values after LGBTQ plus protest. We're not asking anybody to change who they are. I think it is reasonable to expect others to to, to respect the, the cultures and the values here. Russia practicing missile launches. The exercise is rehearsing a retaliatory nuclear strike. A frightening sight at the best of times, but the fear is greater when it's in the middle of the biggest war in Europe for 70 years. President Putin has used the threat of a massive nuclear exchange since his troops invaded Ukraine to try and frighten the world into not intervening. It hasn't worked so far. Looking like a Bond villain in the Kremlin, President Putin watched the missile's launch, justifying it with baseless claims Russia is facing a nuclear threat from Ukraine. He says Ukraine's plans to use a so-called dirty bomb as provocation are well known. Russia now falsely claims Ukraine is preparing to use a radiological dirty bomb. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg. NATO allies reject this transparently false allegation. Russia often accuses others for what they intend to do themselves. These nuclear exercises take place every year, but they've already happened once when Russia invaded Ukraine in February. Ukrainians really don't think that 
Russia will use nuclear weapons. Times Radio has been speaking to Sergio Olmos, a journalist in Ukraine. Like the consensus amongst like Ukrainian just everyday people is this is a way of of ramping up rhetoric to try to scare you know the world into forcing Ukraine to the negotiating table. Kiev says all this nuclear talk is just that, empty threats. It's urging the West to ignore it. Just days after Peter Tatchell's lone LGBTQ plus protest in Qatar, the Gulf state has warned that visitors need to be mindful of its laws and customs. The British human rights activist said he was arrested and told it would be in his interest to leave the country as soon as he could. Mohammed al is the Qatari ambassador to the UK and told Times Radio that visitors for the World Cup will be expected to show courtesy. We're not asking anybody to change who they are. All we're saying is that, like you expect others to respect your own values and cultures, uh, if Qataris were to travel to the UK, I think it is reasonable to expect others to to, to respect the the cultures and the values here. The UK's Foreign Secretary has also come under fire for saying football fans would need to compromise when visiting Qatar for next month's event. James Cleverley was called tone-deaf by some of the Conservative Party's opponents and by activists. Mr Alatire didn't elaborate on whether LGBTQ plus couples would have to hide all affection in public. There are certain interpretations of what would be a public display of affection in a particular country that might be different in another. So I think one has to just be mindful of the norms and cultures of Qatari society in that respect. Meanwhile, Qatar's human rights record continues to be questioned in terms of the number of migrant workers who have died while building venues for the World Cup. The state insists the figures are below international levels, but some reports suggest the deaths are as many as 6,500. Australia's national football team has put out a video expressing concern. These migrant workers who have suffered are not just numbers. Like the migrants that have shaped our country and our football, they possess the same courage and determination to build a better life. The World Cup in Qatar kicks off on the 20th of November. You're listening to The World in 10 from the Times of London. Analysis and insight into global events, all in just 10 minutes. On the way, riots over census in Bolivia and no street name for Roger Federer. to Iran, which has been rocked by the biggest demonstration since the 1979 revolution that brought the Islamic regime to power. It was the 40th day of mourning, the most sacred in Shia Islam for Masa Amini, who died while being held by Iran's morality police for allegedly not wearing her hijab, her Islamic headscarf, properly. People were warned and threatened by Iran's security forces not to attend Masa Amini's funeral. But ordinary Iranians refused to listen. Iranian paramilitary responded with force, with some eyewitnesses saying they fired live rounds into the crowds. A vigil for Masa in Tehran and protests too outside universities. Masa's death has sparked a revolution, bigger than anyone thought possible. For my sister, for your sister, for our sister, they chant. This month, Iranian Olympic climber Elnaz Rakabi competed without her headscarf. She said it was an accident. 
She posted a message on Instagram suggesting support for the protests, saying, These days, my heroes are people who pay a heavy price to have a normal life. On the streets of La Paz, protests over Bolivia's latest census turn to conflict. Riot police fire tear gas and demonstrators set off fireworks. The country's census of population and housing has been postponed until 2024 instead of taking place next year as originally planned, and residents believe this is a violation. We're supporting a better quality of life. The census is carried out every 10 years. If there's no census, there's no progress in health and education. The municipalities grow in population, but we will be behind when it comes to health, education and roads. And some at the demonstrations accused the police of outright violence. They want to attack us. Look at me. I only have a white flag, nothing more than this, but they have stones. Bolivians are questioning where the government's budget that was supposed to be spent on the census is actually going. Now, how does a hometown commemorate its best-loved son? Well, maybe it doesn't. Here's John Jackson with today's sport. It's tough to know how to honour a 20-time Grand Slam tennis champion, but for now there won't be a Roger Federer street in his hometown. Officials and politicians in the Swiss city of Basel have begun discussions on how to celebrate their greatest sportsman, who retired from the ATP Tour last month. But city surveyor Paul Hafner has ruled out prospects of Federer getting his own street, an accolade already bestowed on him by some other Swiss and German cities. Hafner told a Swiss television station that the policy in Basel is that only deceased individuals have a square or street named after them. However, Federer has already made his mark on the city, there's a tram named after him, and discussions are underway on dedicating a building to him as well. To entertainment and sketches say its executives have escorted Kanye West out of its LA offices after the rapper and fashion designer showed up unannounced and uninvited. The footwear maker said in a statement it has no intention of working with him. It came just a day after Adidas ended its partnership with the artist following his recent anti-Semitic remarks. And finally, the world's richest man posted a video of himself walking into Twitter's headquarters carrying a sink. Don't forget, he's all of 51 years old. 51 years old. Let that sink in. Which is the same joke Elon Musk was making. The billionaire has until Friday to complete the $44 billion or £38 billion buyout of Twitter. In business speak, kitchen sinking means taking radical action at a company, although it's not clear if that's what the Tesla boss meant. Elon Musk also updated his Twitter bio to read Chief Twit. Bev and I are saying nothing. You've been listening to The World in 10 from the Times of London for Thursday, 27th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.